Hey friends, this is Holly Goodman, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism Wild Podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's group of exceptional autism parents. Welcome to another episode of Isaac's Autism Well Podcast. Today I have my daughter Kelly, also known as the Salty Sister. Yes, you are the Salty Sister. Does it offend you when we refer to you as the Salty Sister? No, because I know I am salty. Well, what makes you so salty? Uh, the fact that I'm mean to my brothers. I know, but is there, well, I wouldn't say that you're mean to your brother, so you have... Lots of brothers because we are a blended family. We have seven kids all together. Mm-hmm. Three from my husband, John. And then there's four of my kiddos. And you are the youngest of seven. And I think in and of itself, that's like justification for being salty. Because being the youngest cannot be easy. Sometimes but you got to be salty. To get your voice heard, you got to be salty. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to be salty. Yeah. You got to be salty. So we have podcast a few times. Some of the topics that we talk about is you are salty for different reasons. You have been salty yet understanding of the fact that you are a sibling who has brothers with autism. You have done podcasting in the past with me when we were talking about having a sibling that is touched by autism and it is not always easy. And... It's like this fine line between being a salty sister where you just are moody and everything they do just ticks you off and also not letting anyone in this world mess with your brothers. Oh, hell no. That's a, that's a hell to the no. So for those that may not be familiar with the story, we should tell the Red Robin story. So, Can I tell it? Well, I think we should tell it together because okay. there are elements of it that I think I do the lead in so that the delivery is funnier. Okay. So we'll see about that. We'll see. For those who may not know, here's the full story about what happened. Cooper is one of your older brothers. Nonverbal he, and has autism. Yes, profoundly impacted by autism. And he is going to be 20 in May. Since 2020, it has not been easy on him. He's just had a lot of escalated behaviors. And we are very lucky in that when he has behaviors he is only injurious to himself so he yeah. punches himself in the forehead he punches himself in the nose he'll punch himself in sometimes the sometimes he'll lay down on the ground and stomp his feet and whack his head on the floor mm-hmm. occasionally he'll go and try and kick out the windows and the patio door and then he sometimes will try and headbutt glass so there's a lot and he is 511 and about 220 pounds so he is a big boy and just for context little peanut how big are you I am 5'7 to 5'8, and I weigh approximately 110 pounds. Yeah, about 110 pounds. So there's a little bit of a difference between the two of you, just just size and all the things. Yeah. Speaking of people, there's your brother coming out. The brother I'm most salty with. Caleb, the Mm 15-year-old brother who's the closest to your age. And he is coming out of his cage probably to be fed here soon. But we'll hopefully, he just went back in there. He realized we were recording. (laughs) Anywho, so I'm sending the stage here. 
Kelly, you, even though you are just turned 13 in December, because you are what they call a glass sibling, meaning that they call siblings who are neurotypical, but who have brothers and sisters with autism, glass children, because you have to deal with a lot. You're under pressure and there can be little fractures that we don't see. And you sometimes get overlooked and people see right through you because the needs of your brother sometimes take precedence over you. And so that is one reason why you do at times become salty because that's how you get your needs met. And we love you for it. And we know that when we see you're salty, that that is behaviors communication and you're telling us that you need more out of us. And sometimes you're just being salty because, I mean, it happens. I'm salty too. I'm always salty. Not always. No, you're actually a delight. To my siblings. I'm always salty to my siblings. Yeah, you are salty a lot of the time. You are a babysitter for your 20-year-old brother. Your 15-year-old brother is is good enough that he can he can manage on his own and he can stay by himself and he's great. Yeah. But you will you are the one that sometimes like if we're outside or we go nearby cuz we are going to like a concert which is at the casino which is nearby. We have cameras all over the house and you will stay and you'll watch him. And if things start going awry, we can be home in like four minutes. But we're setting the stage for the day of the Red Robin incident. Oh, my goodness. For the record, it's possible we still are trending on Instagram or social media. Somewhere. Somewhere. Because it was just so diabolical and spectacular. I mean, we thought the police were going to show up. Oh, yes. Which be the first time remember we went on the um, spring break trip and we were at the campground and um so when cooper gets to the bubbling over point Mm -hmm. he starts hulk smashing i mean if he could turn green he uh, probably would rip his clothes off like the hulk does most definitely that one that he had when we were in arizona was because of a shower oh yeah because he didn't want to take a shower Mm -hmm. but it was we were in a campground and thank goodness we were in the handicap camping space for that particular overnight stay and I think that actually gave us some levity and people were giving us the I mean it doesn't take people long to observe our family and know that we have Cooper and he has a disability but anyway so he had an epic meltdown there too um and we were because we were out of state we were I was like oh I'll stand outside and wait for the police to come because I mean that was a pretty that was a pretty good one there too yeah anyway so you do watch him for us at times So you're very familiar. You know that his behavior is a communication and you oftentimes know when he starts making noises that something bad is about to happen, that he is hitting his threshold for the Hulk to show up. Because one of the things that I kind of have been learning over the years of Cooper being my brother and like seeing him a lot is he does like certain movements and he'll make some like noises and those are indicators he's getting upset and that's when I need to Text someone, tell them that he's getting angry, and try and do stuff to control the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so what is in the environment that could be upsetting him? Because he doesn't have the language to tell us, so then we have to start looking. But anyway, your dad number two, which is what you call John, Mm -hmm. is uh, a first responder. And mom and John travel a lot to train first responders about how to work with people with autism and other disabilities. And we were hired by Clark County Sheriff's Office to go over and do a training over a weekend. And that meant that we had to take Cooper with us because we didn't feel comfortable being too far away from home with people watching him. So, And you needed a babysitter. And I did think that we could sneak away for some girl time because, you know, after before and after the training, I figured we can sneak away and do some shopping and stuff. Uh, But I'm not going to lie. 
That would didn't be, happen. It, well, we tried, but he had a hard time all weekend long. We did take you as our backup plan because you are a great Cooper sitter. I don't want to say babysitter because he's not a baby, but you're a great Cooper sitter. So we did take you as a strategy because we knew that you have the skill set and you were always going to be near us and we were never going to just leave you in a hotel all by yourself or anything like that. On the Sunday that we did the training, we got him there and he was great all during the training. You walked around, You they let you walk around the sheriff's campus. People were keeping an eye on you because you were walking around outside with him so he could have some fresh air. You brought him inside and got him some stuff out of the vending machine, which he loves M&Ms vending machines. soda. Oh, yes. And that made him the happiest kid in the whole oh, world. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And so he was actually quite content. You didn't very. have any issues at all. He was all. very content that day. Oh, he was very good. So we thought one of his favorite things to eat is hamburgers. He loves hamburgers. Mm-hmm. And Red Robin has always been a very safe restaurant for us as a family because there is a lot of noise and stuff that can happen in there. And no one even blinks an eye. And pretty much exactly. everything on the menu he loves. Their French yeah, fries are awesome, their and they're pizza. endless. Oh yeah, their chicken, their pe- their burgers, pizza. He just loves everything, and the there. French fries are endless. So that's the thing is that we can give him all the French fries because they're a bottomless French fries. So there's a lot of pluses about the Red Robin because he was so awesome, and you did such a great job. We decided before we leave Vancouver back to head to Spokane, we should stop and get something to eat, and everything was going so great, and that was almost like a positive reward for him because he loves Red Robin. We said, why not? Let's do it. And also, it was right by the mall. And we were like, Whoa. and we were going to hit the mall up after. Yes, we were going to go to the mall and do some retail therapy. That's what we call it. Anywho, so we were sitting there. And honestly, did you see any signs? Because you described perfectly some of the hints about what happens um, when. In the car, I noticed he was doing his clicking thing he was when do- he yeah, gets he angry. A, kind of a thing. It's kind of like the alien zone. He started doing. Uh, this an arm movement a big motion that around his ears that is the biggest indicator he's getting upset but i read that that he was probably hungry and he wanted food cuz he did it in the car and so i was thinking oh it's because he's getting hungry and he's just like feed me right this is now a sunday afternoon at like one o'clock. so it was like every table was packed and i'm wondering as you know his drink was empty and the waitress was not very prompt about refilling the drinks because she just wasn't. She was busy. Anyway, we placed the order and his drink was empty and everything was great until it wasn't. That's what I like to say. Everything was great until it wasn't. He and he went into a full blown meltdown in the oh. middle of the Red Bull Robin. It was like the, Hulk the worst one so, I've ever seen him yes. have. He stood up, started doing that shriel. If you've ever watched any of the Avenger movies with the Hulk. When he hulks out and then he starts pounding his chest, before he does that, he lets out that shrill, that Hulk rage scream. Cooper has that too. So he did that scream. And then, of course, Hulk pounds his chest, but that's not what Cooper does. Cooper fits his forehead. He fits his forehead. And his nose, and he'll punch himself in the eye, his chin. Sometimes he'll, like, hit himself right here. Yeah, in the chest. Oh, yeah, he hits himself. He does hit himself in the chest, but not as much as he punches himself in the face. Not like this motion. It's just this. Yes. So, anyways, punching himself in the face, he cleared the table of our drinks, which then, of course, conveniently went to my purse, which was super awesome, and pretty much cleared the whole table and then the chairs were going everywhere and then the and waiter brought over our food thinking right it would in the fix mi- it well and i'm not gonna lie i thought maybe it would because if he's 
uncomfortable hangry. and he's hangry. I mean, who? I mean, you have been hangry before. Oof. I've been hangry you don't so wanna, many times. You don't want to see Kelly when she is hangry. You want to talk about salty? Mm. <laughs> Whole new level of salty. Anyway, so I thought that might help, but it was like he would sit down, he would go and grab for his food, and then he would just flip out again, stand up, and go right back into his Hulk smash. Now, keep in mind, full packed restaurant. And of course, everybody's staring at us, which I'm largely used to people staring out at us in public because we are kind of a spectacle at times when we go. Yeah, places. there was one time when Caleb and I were getting our vaccines for COVID and Cooper started having a meltdown in the Walmart because he oh, thought yes. he was going to have to get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And all of the workers there, all of the customers started coming over to where Cooper was to watch what he was doing because they were curious. And I got so mad about that. Yeah. In that moment, all you did was you give the stink eye to people. When people stare at us, when things like that happen. Oh, believe me, I gave a stink eye to that one old guy. She has a look that she gives them like, what are you staring at? And then, of course, your brother, your other brother, Tyler, Tyler. yelled, what the F are you looking at? But Mm -hmm. he didn't use F. He used the mother of all swear words, but it definitely, I don't honestly know in that instance where we were in the the People of Walmart video of 2021, I don't know if it was really Cooper's behavior that was the most embarrassing. I said, well, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened and that he embarrassed you at Walmart. And you actually were the one that says, yeah, you know, honestly, mom, it wasn't so much Cooper's meltdown. It was your brother Tyler's reaction and him yelling at people to Mind their own effing business. Bleep, 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 bleep. So you said that was actually more embarrassing than Cooper and his meltdown. Well, because I'm so used to Cooper having meltdowns in public places because it happens so often. But then when Tyler yelled, (laughs) what the bleep are you looking at? I was just like, come on, Tyler. Exactly. We could do better. I said his full name and I was just like, Tyler Wilson Lytle, what are you doing? Yes. And there you're back to managing the situation. You're trying to manage one brother who and, 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 you know, dad number two, John was there with you guys. But you're then trying to do damage control for two brothers. One that's bleep, 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 bleeping at people. And then one that's basically turned into Hulk. So when yeah. we now let's bounce back over to finish our story about yes. the Red Robin incident. Sorry, I put us off topic. Oh no, it's fine because I go down rabbit holes all the time, girl. It's good. You're just like your mama. That's why I love you. Now, so when we go back and we're finishing our story on the Red Robin, we decide at this point that he can't calm down enough to eat this food. So you were amazing. I have never been more proud of you in my entire life. It breaks I my heart. I started going around to tables and I said, "I'm so sorry. He has a disability." And I went over to the waiter and I was just like, we need boxes. We need to leave. And then also when the lady brought the check, you grabbed my phone because my phone has a little case. It's a case with my card. You literally pulled out the correct card and you started even paying for our meal. Like you literally were going around table to table apologizing. I'm sorry. My brother has a disability. I'm sorry. We disrupted your lunch. My brother has a disability. You then got the boxes and you also then had the forethought to find my phone in the midst of all this chaos. And you started paying because you know how to pay for our bill there at the Red Robin. I've I'm never been the most more proud. Tech savvy out of all of us. You are, but you also you kept your cool and composure, and you thought about a solution to get us out of there quickly. Mm-hmm. And I was emptying out the soda out of my purse. I was trying to grab everybody's coats. I was trying to put the furniture back to where, the way it was. While John, Papa John, was then grabbing Cooper and trying to force him towards the door. Which the funny thing about all of this too is, is that keep in mind we've now decided that he's not going to calm down to eat his food. So Kelly initiates the process to get it boxed up. 
Well, so John's is using physical strength to get Cooper out of the restaurant. Cooper's not easy to like, no. get but out No, but the thing of is, is keep in mind, he is now trying to rage and get back in the restaurant because that's where his food was. So he wasn't leaving without his food. So John is like forcing. So imagine this Avenger scene where John is like pushing against Cooper to like get him towards the door. Iron Man. Yes. It's like this whole two Avengers trying to push against the Hulk to get him out the door. Well, he like Cooper was just trying to push his way back in the restaurant because he wanted his food. But he didn't have the emotional regulation to calm down and be able to eat it. So you're triaging all of this while I'm making sure I get all of our clothing, anything that John left behind. Yeah. Um, trying to clean up a little bit because we had now just the tables. Like not, there was uh, soda on the floor. And there was chairs everywhere. It was pretty terrible. Anyway, yes, so then this, this, these two hold men. On, no, hold on. You got to finish. John eventually got Cooper outside. And into our car. Yes. Now, keep in mind, John could not get in the car with Cooper because Cooper was still escalated a bit. So John um, was waiting in front of the car. Yeah, so he was waiting in front of the car and he got him in the back seat where he's continuing to do self-injurious punching to the face and all the things. Now, keep in mind, too, his face now at this point, he has a bloody nose. So there's blood everywhere. Like all over his shirt. All over his shirt. Everywhere. Yes. Fat, like, and because of how his body moves, like just it's all over from his forehead down to his chin. There's blood everywhere. So John's outside. We are now doing our thing. And these two men come up and said, can I tell this part? Well, they wanted to help us. And what they did for us. Well, now, keep in mind, Kelly and I are trying to get out of here as, as quick as possible. Because we are embarrassed. We're, we're embarrassed. embarrassed. Like, my brother just had a full-blown meltdown. Yes. I went around to people apologizing. But you know, in some of these people's mind, they're thinking, what were these people thinking, taking a boy like that to a restaurant like this? Exactly. And, and you that, know what? It's because life happens. And we are allowed to access the community. It just sometimes exactly. doesn't. Right. As and, well as we had hoped. All right. Back on top. Back on top. So these two guys came up to us and they were just like, we saw what happened. Can we pray for you? So and I was like, yes, you guys pray for us while we get our stuff and we get the heck out of here. But that's but not no, what they meant. They wanted to hug us and pray for us. Keeping and then us... they tried to pay for our food, even though we already paid for it. I know. Yes. Well, I thought that was actually nice. Nice gesture. But here's the thing. Pray for us. Put, them up, put us on a prayer list. But we got to get out of here. If you are listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, my gosh, what can I do to help people who are struggling get them out of the restaurant like, help don't them. make them sit in a restaurant with a bunch of people looking and then praying over them that's not the way at that point, that you can be of help i mean we're spiritual people but that was not helpful in that moment it really wasn't it and was that's when i started crying is because obviously i like then realized everyone in that red robin knew what was happening and i wanted to get out of there and those guys just weren't even praying. making it easy. They didn't even no. help us package our so food. So we finally broke away and just said, you know what? I said, I as, as nice as this is, thank you, but I need to get to the parking lot because I don't know what's happening. Are the police out there? Has Cooper run away? Is John needing a second person to try and contain him to the car? Because I don't have eyes on them. So I was like, as nice as this is, we need to get outside to try and help triage the situation. So we go out there and I will never forget. And um, we got out there. They actually were carrying some of our things for us and followed us out. And I will never forget, Kelly, my last memory. Oh my it went gosh. from like just terrible to just like WTF. Let me was tell you, this part. I will. But you sat on the curb behind the car and you just started sobbing. And that's that moment where as a parent, it was really hard for me to see because you did. You were such a rock star in there going triaging, apologizing to the different tables, collecting our stuff. One of the I talked to actually were making me feel better about it because they were just like oh sweetie we know we have a son that's like him yeah 
And it made me feel so much better that we weren't the only ones in the Red Robin that had a sibling slash son like that. Correct. But when you got outside and you had been a rock star and you were so strong through all of that and then you sat on the curb behind the car and just started sobbing, like as a parent, it just absolutely broke my heart because that's what being a glass child is. You hold it together and you're very strong, but there's fractures and there's fractures and then you just shatter it in that moment until dot, dot, dot. The the two guys followed us outside, Mm -hmm. found where we were, and then they said, can we pray for your son? And- And so at this point, John, they're talking to John and John was just like, at first, John thought they were police officers that were following us over here because, you know, that that happens. So like John's like got off the car. So he was so relieved. He was like, oh, you just want to pray? Yeah, man, sure. Go for it. Because we were he was like, oh, as long as you're not the police. Like, yeah, fine. Yeah, go ahead. Pray for us. It wasn't a prayer. (laughs) It was an exercise. So they walk over. The window is down in the car because you've got to do that so so he doesn't break the window. to the back seat. (laughs) Once they saw what Cooper looked like, they, like, took two steps back because they were scared. Like, they didn't know that he did that to himself. Well, he had blood everywhere. And he was still, like, punching himself and, like, you know, thrashing around the backseat of the car. He was still doing his clicking noise. Mm -hmm. He was, like, doing, like... Yeah, he does this thing where he hits his hand. Anyway, the funniest thing is that they actually had enough guts to put their hands on Cooper. Like, they put it on, like, they went... May say, leave your body. Yeah. And they and, then, like and they that. were making crosses, like, you know, like uh, over their body, like, like in the that. name of Jesus Christ. And then it was Satan, leave this boy's body. La, 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 la. I was like, I was at, at that point, Kelly started laughing because it was so funny. <laughs> it was. And it was like a train wreck. You just couldn't look, look away. I got instantly pissed. I was so mad that I was about ready to lose my marbles on these people. Because in my mind, in what world are we living in that you actually still think? That in this day and age, that this is like a possession of a demon as opposed to this young man has a disability. But of course, John's just there like, yeah, cool, man. And I, he was so calm and you were laughing that I was just like. I was like, laughing because it was awkward and I hated that they said, may Satan leave your body. Like there was something wrong with my brother. But it was funny. Like you couldn't help but laugh. But here was the funny thing. Cooper actually calm down he settled he down stayed calm because these people the are touching him yeah so he t- was touching him you know like when they were doing the in the name of jesus christ and they were touching him and stuff well i think it was because it was so like off-putting for him that these strangers are putting his hands on him and like, he did I think stop Cooper thought it was funny well he was like heaving because he's exhausted and he's looking at them with this who are you but he totally calmed down at that point so we were like, oh, it's a miracle. And Maybe then Satan did leave his body. Well, said, so you got the back seat. John got in the driver's seat. And we were like, hey, thanks, man. We just like get in the car and we drive off. And we actually did drive over to the mall. We did. It and was I just got across the street. a new pair of headphones. Yes. And they were, they're blue and gold. And I love them. Yes. And I also got a pair of fake glasses because. Fashion. Fashion. So this just goes to show you, if you're listening and you're a parent, just sometimes you just have to go shopping to fix some of this effed up stuff that happens that you guys don't have control over. And the only thing I was thinking, because we had planned on going to the mall after lunch, it just didn't work out. And so he was calm and John wanted to sit and let him eat his food in the car because now he was calm enough that he could eat. That John was just like, go into the mall and do some shopping with Kelly because we both felt really bad and we were trying to repair and somehow make it up to you because this was a really traumatic sibling experience while some parts of it was funny one like no other but I was 
still mad. Like on the way home, I was fuming and I couldn't stop. I was laughing about it, but then sobbing because it was just so like preposterous and hurtful to me that in this One day and age. One of the things that really made me mad about what happened with Cooper is when we started driving home, I was eating my pizza because I didn't get a chance to eat. That person, <laughs> well, this is funny. that child said, want a piece of pizza? And I yeah. was just like, no, no. hell no, you don't get a piece oh, of pizza. Oh, that was so funny. Oh, that see, that's where the salty sister comes from because she can be his biggest defender. But yet in that moment, she was so angry that was she was so like, you will never eat a piece of my pizza. I'm going to eat every piece. And even if I don't, I'll throw it away before you can have any because you were salty. That's exactly what I thought in my head. Yeah. I didn't say it, but I was like, no, you're yes. not getting any mm-hmm. of my pizza. No, in fact, you and hit I, it in the back of the car because yeah, you didn't I finish it I hid it, it under all. a blanket. Yeah, because you didn't finish it all. he didn't know I put it there because he didn't see me. No. And a nice there, sister. He was looking out the window. Mm-hmm. A nice sister would have let him have a piece of pizza, but you were pissed. You I were was so happy. mad. That was such an embarrassing time. I know. And I hated that. But, yes. you know. But as much as I was sad and upset about it and embarrassed and so many conflicting feelings about it, overall, I was actually grateful that it happened because it made you have the giggles and you couldn't wait to get, to get back to Spokane so you could actually demonstrate and reenact. Oh, I told all my brothers about it. Oh, I, yeah. it I literally really were just like, in the name of Jesus Christ, may Satan leave your body. Leave. Yeah, it was it was pretty, pretty ridiculously funny. I but thought it was funny. You did. And that's the reason why, by and large, of all the emotions that I felt in that moment, shame, frustration, rage, because people think that it was actually, you know, a demon versus a disability. I actually settled on the it's funny and we got to tell people about it because it helped you process it. And it helped you. It made me feel better about it because I, I sworn that they were gonna post something on the news or on Facebook. No, we did or do a search to see if it was trending out there. Like, so we far, went, we've not found it. But. We have searched everywhere. Yeah. We cannot find anything. Like I mean, there's nothing real. either on TikTok, and that's like one of the biggest platforms. Yeah, we do a lot of crazy things that are actually worth trending on social media. But yet, so far. Um, aside from my captain's log that I post out there on Facebook for people to laugh at, that is me generating the content. We've been pretty lucky that people haven't recorded us in some of those situations, which is good. Speaking of which, earlier I was scrolling on Facebook when I was waiting for our ice cream rolls. I saw a picture of me in like 2012 and I had the little like bow thing around my waist because I thought it would be a good fashion piece. Well, it's not wrong. And if you let's just have you not go diving too deep back into my my Facebook content because it you might a find a lot log more. I know because back really in those days, back. I wasn't doing captain's log, star date, blah, blah, blah. I was just posting funny things that you were doing. But you definitely don't want to do a dark dive to the past because you might find more funny things that I posted about you when you were little, little. Oh, That's now I'm going to go digging. That's a story for another digging. day. And look at that. We are all out of time for this episode. No, I appreciate you being a uh, podcast participant for this particular episode because it's always good to get the Salty Sisters perspective. We love you. We see you. We know it's not always been easy, but you... I mean, I know I'm loved. You are. And you always handle it with, with grace and composure. And then afterwards, you might lose your shit or want to go back and dissect it and... In phases. Sometimes and... after situations like that, I like will replay it, replay mm-hmm. it in my head to figure out what I could have done different. 
so but true. Behavior is communication, which is one of the things I love because you're babysitting now, neurotypical kids. And I think part of the reason why you're such a good babysitter is that for these little guys that are like two, three, four, even older than that, behavior is communication. When they're having a meltdown, there are things that are going wrong in their day and they don't have the emotional regulation to be able to overcome some of it. And that's where we have to keep our cool in order to help them be successful too. And you have learned this and you're only 13 years old. You haven't mastered it, but even at my age, I haven't mastered it. Perseverance. That's our family. That should be our family word is perseverance. Even though we've had a lot of situations we where we've had. We also call ourselves the S word show. Oh, the shit show. I think we can safely say that. They say I'm the ringleader of the shit show. Well, you're the one that herds I, all the kids. It is true. I also consider myself to be the chaos coordinator. Our family is chaos. It, Just it straight is. chaos. Anyway, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Isaac's Autism Well Podcast. Catch you next time. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe and... Just remember, we're all in this together, so find your tribe and hold them tight.